Welcome to Damn Good Movie Memories with your host, Ryan Davis. This podcast is the cure for your long commute and super boring work day. In the 30s, Laurel and Hardy were the kings of comedy. Then, Abbott and Costello took the 40s and split their sides with laughter. The 50s went hysterical and broke up to the wild antics of Martin and Lewis. In the great tradition of these laugh masters of the past come two guys who are hysterically funny. They're Cheech and Chong, the comedy team that gave birth to rock comedy and in the process turned on a whole generation. Now it's time for the Cheech and Chong movie, Up in Smoke. Watch Cheech and Chong travel to Mexico to pick up the world's first van made entirely of marijuana. For years, people have smuggled grass across the borders in every way possible. Do you expect to see any violence here today? I certainly hope so. But things don't always go as planned. And even man's most heavenly plans go up in smoke. Getting pulled over by the cops, man. What? I don't have a license. You don't have a license? You don't have a license. Things get even higher when the world's only grass van starts smoking on its own. What do you guys want? If it isn't one bust, it's another. Oh, man, it's a cop, so strawberry, they're on your pad, man. They're going to bust your pad. Hey, hey man, hi. What? Hi, man, it's a bus. What's going on? It's a bus, man. Hello? Get out of the house, man. It's being busted. All right, freeze. This is a bus. Oh. Uh. So if you want to see the dopiest van of all time. Hey, first gear. Here we go. <laughs> on its way to the wildest rock concert of the century. And the high of a lifetime. See Cheech and Chong, the original High Riders, in Up in Smoke. It must be some heavy. Cheech and Chong's Up in Smoke. Don't go straight to see this movie. Hey there, it's Brian Davis, and for this week's episode, we're going to cover the movie Up in Smoke from 1978. The studio was Paramount Pictures, release date was September 15, 1978. The running time, 86 minutes, and it was rated R. The budget, $2 million, and the box office took in $44.3 million, making it a surprise hit and the 13th ranked movie of 1978. Now, of course, this is the type of film that critics hate but audiences love, and the fact that this became more than a cult hit and was almost in the top 10 of top grossing films of 1978 is really a testament to that. Up in Smoke was really the first mainstream stoner comedy. And frankly, every film in that genre that came afterwards owes a debt of gratitude to Cheech and Chong. Because if this film wasn't a success, it might have been impossible for another film of this type to get made. 
Okay, let's get into the making of the film. So the United States at the time was getting a bit hipper. Uh, where marijuana smoking wasn't the kind of scared straight reefer madness film from the 1930s, which, by the way, everyone should watch once because there is some absolutely hilarious content, though most of it's all unintentional. After the 1960s and into the 70s, weed smoking was becoming more and more accepted that you wouldn't turn into like a raving lunatic like in Reefer Madness. So even though marijuana was illegal and very hush-hush, everyone was still doing it and able to get it. Therefore, their culture was shifting and there definitely was an audience suited for the type of comedy that came from Cheech and Chong and specifically a movie like Up in Smoke. Cheech Marin and Tommy Chong always considered themselves comedic actors, not stand-up comics, and their albums really reflected that with skits, not live stand-up material like their contemporaries, like George Carlin and Richard Pryor and Lily Tomlin. Marin and Chong met each other in Canada in 1968. So their characters of Pedro and Man actually came from two guys they knew from their Los Angeles neighborhood. The Cheech character comes from a guy that pulled up in a lowrider car one day and asked for a specific street, And they told him that he's already on that street. And Tommy took his character from a hippie guy based out of Vancouver. They used to work the lights for their show. From there, the duo were off and running with the main characters that everyone would come to know and love. Producer Lou Adler discovered the duo from an amateur night at the Troubadour Club in Los Angeles. They were doing a dog act in which they would sniff each other's butts. And from that skit, he decided he wanted to record them on an album. Adler knew that their act would resonate with a certain audience and was different from anything else at the time, which was absolutely true. Now, Adler was best known as a record producer at the time, working with acts like Jan and Dean, The Mamas and the Papas, and Carol King. He was also the executive producer of the Rocky Horror Picture Show. The stage act began in the early 1970s, so even though Adler really wanted to make a movie with the guys, they had to learn how to take their skills from stage and records and translate them into film acting. So Cheech and Chong made five albums from 1971 to 76 before they finally started to work on Up in Smoke. One of the first bits that really became popular audio-wise was Dave. Who is it? It's me, Dave. Open up, man. I got the stuff. Who is it? It's me, Dave, man. Open up. I got the stuff. Who? It's Dave, man. Open up. I think the cops saw me come in here. Who is it? It's it's Dave, man. Will you open up? I got the stuff with me. Who? Dave, man. Open up. Dave? Yeah, Dave. Come on, man. Open up. I think the cops Dave's saw me. Dave's not here. No, man. I'm Dave, man. Hey, come on, man. Who is it? It's Dave, man. Will you open up? I got the stuff with Who? me. Dave, man, open up. Dave? Yeah, Dave. Dave's not here. What the hell? No, man, I am Dave, man. Will you? Come on. Open up the door, will you? I got the stuff with me. I think the cops saw Who me. Who is it? Oh, what the hell is it? Come on. Open up the door. It's Dave. Who? Dave, D-A-V-E. Will you open up the goddamn Dave? door? Yeah, Dave. Dave! Right, man, Dave. Now, will you open up the door? Dave's not here! (laughs) Up in Smoke was not the type of film that movie studios were knocking down doors to make, and this, of course, made it difficult for Adler to find backing for the film. This is also why it essentially took almost seven years to make the film. Plus, Teach and Tommy didn't really have experience writing a screenplay. They knew how to write terrific comedy bits, but that's a totally different style of writing. 
The original film idea was supposed to be like a series of bits and vignettes, like Cheech and Chong's greatest hits with no real plot or storyline. Chong then wrote a song called Up in Smoke, and Cheech right away said, that's the title of the film. The film then morphed into The Adventures of Pedro and Man. Paramount Pictures provided the budget of $1 million, but refused to provide an additional $800,000 needed to complete the film after studio president Michael Eisner saw a rough cut, so Lou Adler used his own money to complete the film. Once filming began, it was an incredibly quick shoot and finished in less than a month. While Cheech and Chong might have had a blast on the film, it was tough for Adler, who also directed the film, as he went through three cinematographers and was working with first-time actors. It was also the first time he was directing a film. Also, to add to the craziness, Cheech and Chong would be writing new bits during the shooting and then would film new scenes on the fly. Now, this was awesome for creativity, but very difficult for the director for any type of cohesion. But that's how their stage act was, full of improv. And though you would assume that Cheech and Chong were high the entire film while shooting, they really weren't. You couldn't actually act and hit your lines as well as they did if you were completely zonked, which actually shows how good their comedy is and how they get immersed in their characters. All right, let's get into the film. So even though Cheech and Chong have character names in the film, similar to what Abner and Costello did in some of their films, it's much easier for this episode to simply refer to Cheech as Cheech instead of Pedro and Chong as Chong instead of Anthony Stoner or Man. So the film begins with a few kids turning on the television to watch cartoons. One of the kids decides to walk on the couch and step all over Cheech, who is still sleeping. It's already a rough morning for him as he puts his foot down into a bowl of cereal sitting on the floor. He then heads to the bathroom and mid-pee realizes he's relieving himself into the garbage, not the toilet. So stepping into the bowl of cereal actually came from when Cheech used to stay with Tommy and Tommy's kids would leave full cereal bowls with milk on the floor. Yes, Ray Dong Chong included. We then cut to Arnold Stoner, who is the father of Chong, played by the great Struther Martin. You would think after dealing with Cool Hand Luke, he would be able to handle Chong, but not so. Chong's mom is played by Edie Adams. Sweetheart, I'll talk to him. Son, your mother and me would like for you to cozy up to the Finkelstein boy. He's, uh, he's a bright kid, and uh, he's going to military school, and... Remember, he was an Eagle Scout, and... Uh, Arlo, would you shut up? Is a We're not gonna have a family brawl! And a retard. We put up with a hell of a lot. You lift weight. And build your goddamn muscles, huh? You know, you could build your muscles picking strawberries. You know, band and stoop. Like the Mexicans. Shit, maybe I could get you a job with United Fruit. I got a buddy with United Fruit. Get you started. Start with strawberries. You might work your way up to these... Goddamn bananas! When, boy, when are you gonna get your act together? Gross. Oh, oh good God almighty me. I think he's the Antichrist. Yeah. Anthony, I want to talk to you. Now listen, don't walk away from me when I'm talking to you. You get a goddamn I job before really sundown. Or we're what, shipping you off to Something military school with the goddamn Finkelstein shit, kid. Son of a bitch. <laughs> this is still one of my favorite scenes in the film with Struther Martin just losing his mind. His delivery is perfect. Chong decides to take his VW Bug, which hilariously has a Rolls-Royce front grille, and he takes it out for a nice drive. But that doesn't last long as his car breaks down on the side of the road. 
So the car that Chong drives at the beginning of the movie was actually owned by Jack Nicholson. Lou Adler actually screened the film privately for Nicholson, who had just been in a car accident, and he had a dislocated shoulder. And this was a very painful experience for Nicholson, because every time he laughed, which was often, he would hurt his shoulder. <laughs> we then cut back to Cheech, who was going for a drive in his lowrider car, which he cherishes, though it's in dire need of a paint job. And of course, we have the song Lowrider by War playing over the opening credits. While driving on the highway, Cheech decides to pick up Chong hitchhiking since Chong has decided to impersonate a female in order to get a ride, which of course works. Hey, double bubble. Come on, baby, I'll give you a ride. Let's go. Yeah, bend over. I'll drive you home, baby. Hey, you ain't a chick. Yeah, I know, but listen, that's the only way I can get anybody to stop, man. Hey, that's false advertising, that man. Yeah, I know, but listen. I slept in a ditch last night, man. I almost froze my balls off, man. Shit, I didn't even think you had any, man. I wouldn't even have stopped. Oh, wow. I'm, hey, I really like your car, man. Oh, you do? Wow, did you do this yourself? Yeah, yeah I customized it myself, wow. man. Wow, looks fantastic, man. Yeah, I guess it does, man. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll give you a ride. Come on, let's okay, go. Okay, just, just a minute, man. I got to get my stuff. Okay. Well, hurry up, because I got a lot of things to do. Okay, let's go. Hey, just a minute, man. I, I, I got a few more things I gotta get, okay? I'll, I'll be right back. Just, just a minute. Hurry up, man. What are you gonna do, move in, man? <laughs> Those few more things include his drum set. While packing the car, a police officer tries to talk to Cheech, but he speeds off right before the police car happens to get rear-ended by another car. Like a toothpick, man. No, it's not a toothpick, man. No, hey, it is a toothpick, man. Oh, man, it's just. It is a toothpick. I must have got it in the other pocket, man. Hold on, man. I got the bullshit right here, man. Oh, that's my dick. Yeah, there we go. Hey, there you go, man. Let that sucker up, man. We'll go to the moon. I hope your dick's bigger than this, man. Hey, man, you wanna get out and walk, man? Hey, you wanna get high, man? This howdy duty got wooden balls, man. I got a joint here, man. I've been saving for a special occasion. They don't fire up. Uh, hey, I hope the drums don't mess up your upholstery, man. Nah, I'm in a band too, man. Oh, are you? Yeah, I'm a lead singer, man. Ah, oh, that's it. Yeah, man. we play everything from like Santana to El Chicano, man. You know, like everything. I'm just a love machine, and I don't work for nobody but you. I'm just a love machine, and I don't work for nobody 
but jewels won't be my temperature rise And then I go for her thighs And then I say guacamole in my jewels Guacamole in my jewels Hijo de la chinga Is that a joint, man? some Labrador in it. What's Labrador? It's dog shit. What? Yeah, my dog ate my stash, man. Had it on the table and the little motherfucker ate it, man. Yeah? So I had to follow him around the little baggie for three days before I got it back. It really blew the dog's mind. You mean we're smoking dog shit, man? You're I think it's even better than before, you know? I wonder what Great Dane tastes like, man. Ah, man. That's some heavy shit, man. Am I driving okay? I think we're parked, man. Oh, shit. God damn, I was in that shit, man. I never had no dope like that before in my life, man. That's the heaviest shit I ever smoked, man. I mean, I smoked a lot of shit before, man. But God damn, man, that's heavy shit. You okay? I can't breathe. What's the matter? I can't breathe, man. We're just right here. Hey, man. Oh, hey, hey, I got something to mail you out, man. You're just freaking oh, out. Here. I here. never smoked no shit like that before. Take these, what? man. Take these. This will mail you out, man. What is this, man? Let's take them, man. Oh. Hey, hey, don't take those, man. What? I almost gave you the wrong shit, man. Hey, man, I already took them, man. Ooh. Hey, what do you mean? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> wow, man. Hey, what was that shit, man? You just ate the most acid I've ever seen anybody eat in my life. 
Hey man, I never had no acid before, man. He's a hope you're not busy for about a month. <laughs> Shit, I'm gonna die, man. That stuff's gonna make me die, oh, man. man. No, that's good acid. Hey man, man. I never had it before, man. That's gonna hey, make me die. Well, it's gonna make me freak nah, out, man. man. I seen those guys walk around my neighborhood nah, had too man. many acid, man. Head look like a hey, pumpkin man. like that, Mellow man. Out. Relax, man. Hey, mellow out, man. Now just go. Oh. What? Do it, man. Oh. 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 Shit. Mellow. Oh, man. Mellow. Mellow. Yeah. You better now, man? Yeah. You mellow? Yeah. Feel all right, huh? That helps, man. Hey, listen, can we get off this street, man? Listen, we're parked in the back spot. Hey, cops just went by, man. Hey, hey, right hey man, we're being pulled over. Hey, man. Silly, hey, man. Cops. Ah. hey, they're coming, man. Hey, this actually is cool, man. I never had it before, man. I didn't think it was going to be like this, man. Oh, uh, what's the problem, son? <laughs> Roll down your window. What? Keep on knocking, but you can't come in. Man, Where I got rolled down the window, man? There you go. Where's the anchor? How much did it weigh? I don't know. I forgot. You forgot? <laughs> I saw that on the movie. What? I got to get the... Can thing. I see your license, sir? What? Your license. Where's your license? It's on the bumper, man, back there, man. No, I mean your driver's license. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I got my driver's license, man. That <laughs> just sounded so real funny, man. Hey, your mama. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, what is your name? What? What? What's your name? Isn't it on there on the license, man? Yeah, that's it. Pedro de Pacas, man. That's my name. Uh, <laughs> just wait here a minute, huh? Okay. Hey, hurry back. I miss you already, darling. Come on, man. I gotta get rid of this dope, man. Don't act a fool. Oh, okay. I'm gonna get busted up with <laughs> I'm blind! Oh shit, I'm blind, man! What's up, man? <laughs> hey, hey, blind man! I can see clearly now, the man! <laughs> hey, how long does this shit last, man? <laughs> and what is your name, sir? You scared me. <laughs> well, I told you my name, man. Sir, what's your name? Oh, here's the... <laughs> Hey, what's your name, man? The dude wants to know your name, man. Uh, his name is Ralph, man. <laughs> Ralph. The misconception about Up in Smoke and other Cheech and Chong movies is that you have to be stoned to enjoy. That's definitely not the case. But hey, enjoy the films any way you see fit. So the boys are arrested and taken directly to court, which is played out through the lyrics of the song sung by Cheech. With, of course, the payoff being when Cheech grabs a drink of water from the judge's table, and you get this priceless gem from Chong. 
Fucking vodka, man. (laughs) (laughs) And because of that, the judge dismisses the drug charges. Chong decides to stay with Cheech, and he meets Curtis in the band. And yes, this movie jumps around a bit, and this is where being stoned probably helps watching this with some of the plot gaps. Amigos, presenting y'all's new uniforms. Hey man, I can't wear this stuff, man. Hey, this is terrible, man. Look, it don't even fit. Oh, baby, you clean as Skeeter's Peter. You just don't understand the new style. Oh, even man, the name it, look, it don't even fit. Hey, it's too short, man. Oh, well, we'll just make a few minor adjustments, huh? Look yeah. here. Man, hold it, man. No, man, I can't wait. Oh, Trudy Hey, these uniforms are lame, man. What do you mean lame, sucker? Hey, Pedro, man, where's the white dude you say was playing the drums? Oh, that's him, man. Oh, that's uh, James, the bass player, man. Yeah, what's that? Hey, seriously, man? man, these look like waiter uniforms. You don't like them, man? No. Oh, wow. I'll be in the kitchen. You don't like these? Hey, wait a minute. He's right, man. These are lame. This is the new cut. Y'all be back. Whoop, whoop, whoop. No, hey, man. If we're going to wear uniforms, man, you know, let's everybody wear something different. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, we want something where everybody wears something different, man, but the same, you know? I got to get out of this stuff. Yeah, okay. Yeah, those are lame, man. Get us something else, man. Petro, this is Curtis, baby. Yeah, no Curtis, man. I mean, I'm on top of it. Rest easy. Curtis is on the case. Come on, man. Hurry up and get dressed. We gotta go score a lid. Driving ain't no dope nowhere, man. After presumably trying to get clothes for the band Cheech and Chong are going to start, it's off to try to find some weed. The first stop at Cheech's cousin's house, named Strawberry, played by Tom Skerritt. Who lives here, man? That's my cousin Strawberry, man. He's probably got some dope, man. He's always got the best smoke. Oh, I hope so, man. Yeah, well, he's cool. The only thing is, he's a little weird. You know, like, he went over to Vietnam, man, and he came back all weirded out, you know? Yeah, well, that non grass will do it to you, man. Yeah. That stuff will lay you out, man. Well, he's really weird, man. So That's what lost the war. Whatever you do, don't say nothing about his birthmark there, man, because he flips out. Hey, I ain't going to talk about nobody's birthmark. Yeah, don't look at it either. Come on. You sure it's a birthmark, man? Because sometimes that mom grass will do weird things to your face, too, you know. Who is it? It's me, Pedro, man. Pedro's not here. No, I'm Pedro, man. Open up. What's the matter, man? I don't know. Somebody's messing around in there, man. Come on, it's open, man. Hey, Strawberry! Strawberry's not here! Hey, it's a bird, man. A bird is answering the door. Oh, what a trip. Hey, fella. Hey, Strawberry! Wanna get high? Wanna get high? Don't have a party here, man. Wanna get high? Hey. Wanna get high? Wanna get high? Hey, want something to eat, man? They got some pizza. Strawberry? Strawberry? It's strawberry! Oh, strawberry. Hey, what's happening, man? How you doing? 
Pedro. Yeah, yeah, right, Pedro, man. <laughs> He's my friend. Uh, Strawberry. Hey, how you doing, man? I'm doing, friend. Um, oh, yeah, well, we uh, were stopping by to see if we could score some smoke, man. You know, like, we've been all over the neighborhood, you know, and nobody's gotten none, you know? So, like, uh, we was wondering maybe if we could score some smoke from you, man. Smoke? Yeah. Smoke, you want some smoke? Yeah, I'll get you some smoke, man. All right. Yeah, we could score some smoke from him. I told you, man, we could. What you looking at, man? Oh, no, nothing. <laughs> I, I wasn't looking. I was just, I wasn't looking at his neck, man. Your friend better stay here because we're going to go see some people of mine. And they don't like strange dudes. They don't fuck around. Well, I'll stay here. Yeah. Ah, look at that, man. The great outdoors, huh? Yeah, great outdoors. Pass that uh, last touch there and jettison me into the patties. What are you talking about, patties, man? They ain't no patties. They're just Chicanos, man. What are you talking about? You strike that line, Chatter Grunt. If you deploy a little recon, you'd see that Charlie has us surrounded. Charlie? Oh, man, it's a cop. Strawberry, they're on your pad, man. They're gonna bust your pad. Hey, Strawberry? Oh, man, are you flipped out on one of your Vietnam trips, man? Hey, hold on to your thing, man. God, Look, damn. you take the point. I'll take the rear. If you need air, call it in. It's too late. Oh, shit. Silent. If you refuse them, While waiting for Cheech and Strawberry to return, Chong hangs out at the house. While scouting around the kitchen, he sees a paper plate with Ajax cleaning powder on it, which, of course, kind of looks like cocaine. This leads to one of the most famous scenes in the film. God, it sure looks real. Ooh. Good How are you? <laughs> hey, how you doing? I, I spilled it. I made a mess. I was just... Oh, where have you been all my life? I, we just came in with... Oh, if no, you don't hey, mind. It's not, it's not, it's not uh, really... Uh... 
Good shit indeed, and totally clean, too. I wonder how many people tried snorting Ajax after this movie. But anyway, the Ajax lady was June Fairchild, who had dated singer Danny Hutton of Three Dog Night. And she's actually the one who came up with the name of the band, supposedly. Also, if you're wondering, the snorting by the Ajax lady was accomplished by a tube hidden in her hand that led to a vacuum cleaner. In the meantime, there's an undercover cop named Sergeant Stadanko, played by Stacy Keach, who's looking to make a big drug bust and he's scouting out Strawberry's house. Strawberry ends up having one of his Vietnam flashbacks while with Cheech and bails out of his motorcycle, leaving Cheech in the sidecar attempting not to try to kill himself in traffic. Cheech calls the house and tries to tell Chong to leave before the raid happens. Chong ends up getting walked out of the house by dumb luck before the raid occurs. All right, freeze! This is a bust! Party's over, folks. You, out. You, Freebird with a red coat. Not, not you. Don't swallow the dope. We know you're holding. I knew this party was going to be a drag. Uh, just how well do you know that freak with the basketball? Which basketball? Which basketball? Hey, Sergeant, get a load of these two. <laughs> What's her problem? Can't you see she's sick? She's sick, all right. It's turning blue. Huh? It's high-grade stuff. Could be Peruvian flake. That's right. Keep laughing, miss. Just keep on laughing. But this is not a laughing matter. This is serious. This is very serious. This stuff destroys your mind. Can't you see she's sick? <laughs> she's been through a lot in a short period of time. She's all fucked up. You want your language, miss. All right, we're going to get a lab sample of this stuff. You have the right to remain silent. If you refuse that right... Anything you say, anything you say may be used against you. You got the book? No, sir. The book. Used the against book? you in a, in, a, in a court of law. Read the book! I'm thinking. Jesus! All right. You have the right to remain silent. If you give that right up, anything you say can be used and will be used against What's you in a court here? of law. Hey, who are you? You have to listen to me, pervert. Who are you? you the right uh, we're speak. from the finance company, man. We came to reprocess the furniture, man. In the question. If you so desire, yeah, well, you know, we gave them a lot of chances to pay up, man, but they didn't pay up, and the boss says it's got to go, man. I'm just doing my job, man. No! Come on, it's my ball! All right, everybody out! Move everybody out! Murphy! That means you, buddy. What the hell are you doing, Murphy? I moved out. Let's go! All of you, come on! Get out! Let's go! Get out of there! Come on! Everybody! It's locked, man! Oh, yeah! Let go! Let go, man. Come on, come on in. Hey, what's going on? He's a bust, man. We got to figure out some way to get you out of here, man. Strawberry returns home in full battle fatigues and ends up shooting the parrot who keeps repeating what Sergeant Stadenko said about the bust. The guys get away and run into Curtis, who solves their weed issue. Hey, Pedro. Hey, Pedro, my man. Hey, what's happening, Curtis? What's going on? Yo, man. Oh, I don't know it. Hey, homie, sure right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, 
Yeah, I got, I got it off my cousin Johnny, man. This is your, I mean, this bad low machine is yours? Yeah. Oh, Pedro, you got to taste the soul to you, bro. And style, too. Because <laughs> <laughs> now you know what you need to go with this bad ride. That's it? No, baby. Check these out. Nothing? Genuine diamonds, baby. Those ain't for real diamonds, man. What you, hey, check this out. Step back. Ain't for real. Check this. Hey, well, you know what I do need, man? We've been looking all over for some smoke, man. Nobody has no grass, man. You got some? Hey, man, I got some weed straight from Turkey, boy. That's what set them Arabs on. Arabs from Turkey? Yeah, man, yeah, Arabs from Turkey. Hey, man, this stuff is so bad, it'll put a hump in a camel's back. No shit. Hey, I wouldn't shit you, baby. I mean, this is some bad weed. You hey, got it on you? I got it on me, man. You got to check it out. It'll boogie-woogie on your brain. All right. Just because we tight, I'm going to let you have it for a double dash. This is the new cut. Y'all be back. Woo. The whole band gets stoned on Curtis's grass, but it doesn't affect Chong at all, who hilariously tells them they all must be getting high on long clippings. <laughs> After that, another bust occurs, but it's not for drugs. It's for deporting illegal immigrants back to Mexico. However, it's all by design, as Cheech explains, as his cousin is getting married and wants a free bus trip to Tijuana. See, they come down with a big old bus. They take the whole wedding party down. Plus, they even get fed lunch, man. So we're cool. Yeah, we got nothing to worry about, man. <laughs> Unless you don't got a green card. Hello, Uncle Chuy. This is Pedro. Hey, man, we got deported. We're down here in Tijuana right now. We need a way to get back. Is anything needs to be picked up here? Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, I, yeah, hold on. Yeah? No, no, gracias. Okay, what's the address? 
pure marijuana. Thanks to the efforts of our undercover man inside the dope factory, we have some very interesting facts. Now that is quite a quantity of marijuana, gentlemen. It is not a lid, it is not a kilo, it is not a gram. Just how much do you think is in this dope factory? A million pounds. Harry? A shitload. Harry. What we do know is that the dope factory is disguised as an upholstery warehouse. Hey, this is the street, man. Come on. How can you eat this stuff, man? Oh, I love them. Don't you like these? I told you not to buy it, man. Oh, what'd you do that for, man? I would've ate it. You never know what's in that stuff, man. It could mm. be a dog or something. You got uh, the address? Good dog, man. Mm. Hey! One eight one. Is that seven or one? Yeah, it looks seven. Come on, let's go check that place out. Hey, uh, we're here to pick up the van, man. Shh. Uh, we're here to pick up the van. Have a seat. The bus will be right back. Oh, okay. The boss will be right back, man. He's somewhere else. Those burritos, man. Hey, man, where's the bathroom? Straight up back. Yeah, thanks. Come on, chicken. Tighten up. Cheeks stay together. Let's burritos are sure a way to clean out the pipes the dog that took the burrito out of chong's hand was not a trained dog it was a local stray he simply walked into frame took the burrito and walked away and cheech and chong ad-libbed around this and was left in the movie next it's time for cheech and chong to take a van made out entirely of marijuana across the border back into los angeles now this was tommy chong's idea to create a car completely made out of weed when he was writing the script they end up pulling alongside a car full of nuns while at the checkpoint. How'd you learn how to roll them big joints, man? Hey, you like that, man? Whoa, they're heavy. Yeah, I used to be a roadie for the Doobie Brothers, you know? Yeah. What a groovy kid. Yeah. I dug it. That's how I learned to play drums. Oh, yeah? Digging out a new drummer. Yeah. Uh, Hey, I dig Mexico, man. Hey, man. I like to come back here when we got more time. Oh, man, are we at the border already? Looks that way, man. 
Toyota Kawasaki here at the Mexican-United States border, where a huge task force of narcotic custom agents is preparing a surprise welcome for a vehicle which they say is constructed entirely of high-grade marijuana. <laughs> Don't make that face, man. <laughs> Maybe laugh. Okay. Just let me do all the talking, man. I got Good afternoon, sisters. Good afternoon, officer. How long have you been in Mexico? Okay, just be cool. How long have you guys been in Mexico? A week. I mean, they did that day. Which one is it, a week or a day? It's a weekday. You got any narcotics or marijuana in here? <coughs> uh, not anymore. What the? You guys better step out of that van. Oh, Hey, this looks like a bust. Hey, you get Snake on the phone right away. This might be it. Hey, come on. What have we got here, sister? Hey, we're busting nuns, man. Ah, that's cold-blooded. Hey, let's watch, okay? Sergeant Stajenko, exactly what are you looking for? Dope, drugs, weed, grass, toot. Smack, quackers, uppers, downers, all-arounders, you name it, we want it. And how important is it to you to apprehend the suspects? Critical. The buying and selling of dope in this country may be the last vestige of free enterprise left. There's rumor, Sergeant, that the suspects might be armed and dangerous. Do you expect to see any violence here today? I certainly hope so. Sergeant, have you yourself smoked marijuana? Once. Sergeant, telephone. Hi, Mom. Sounds heavy. Let's Let's find out, man. Yeah, hey, listen, I gotta go pee. Okay, don't go scoop diving. So it was a station wagon, huh, Harry? Very deep. They almost look like real nuns, don't they, Harry? Right down to the stock. Very clever. Very clever. Bad. You ought to be ashamed of yourself, you know that? Reminds me of a funny story my dad used to tell me, Harry. The only kind of meat a priest could eat on Friday was none. <laughs> Inside! Harry! Get a sample of that car. Yes, sir. Start the interrogation, Murphy. I'll be right back. Hey, what's going on out there, man? Hey? Excuse me, hey. What, what's that? What's going on out there? Don't worry about it, buddy. It's nothing. Just some people doing what they're not supposed to be doing, that's all.
bitch. Look at this. Some asshole pissed on my leg. That's our agent just phoned from Mexico. It's not a bunch of nuns in a station wagon. It's two hippies in a green van. It must be some heavy shit. Let's go. Come on. So the drug-sniffing dog ended up ODing after trying to sniff out the van. I really don't believe it. You guys are supreme idiots. I mean, how can you let a big green van slip right through your fingers? So then one week of the border, what do we end up with? Busting a bevy of nuns, a guy pisses on my leg. I lose my special canine sentry dog. Best cop I ever knew. See anything? Negative. Use mine. They're on the floor. Oh, yeah, these are, these are great, Sergeant. You can see everything. What are you seeing? Yeah, there's a great donut shop up there. Do you think we have... No, no, I mean on the road! Oh. Wait a minute. There's the van! There's the van! Yeah, that's it. Turn around, Harry. They're over there! Keep your eye on them, Harry! Keep your eye on them! Ah, oh, yeah. <laughs> there they go, Harry! There they go! I see them! I see them! Shoot their car down! Oh, no, no, not yours! Use my gun! Thanks, Oh, my God. Get it, you stupid idiot! Look, you idiot! You are a stupid, stupid man! Get over here, Harry! Get over here. Give me that gun. I think of the time and the money I've wasted on your training, and you still turn out to be a blithering idiot. You're an utter failure. You make me sick. Have you anything to say for yourself? In the car! God, I will never, ever, never take a fall in the Malamud apartment. <laughs> in the meantime, the guys pick up two female hitchhikers and get the idea of entering a Battle of the Bands contest held at the Roxy Club on Sunset Strip. I mean, they've already had two rehearsals, and therefore, they're totally ready to perform. Plus, it's a bunch of punk bands, no need to really be good. And before that, the girls go to visit their friend, who is a radio dispatcher for the police. Hi, you're looking Hi. good. <laughs> I'm good, like, powder on your noses, you know? Yeah. Anyway, like, I want to talk some business, okay? Yeah, I got the powder. Boy, she can bust me anytime. <laughs> yeah, you should see her summer whites. Mm. Come here. Wow, that's heavy. Yeah, man. But I bet a lot of cops smoke dope now, you know. No, I mean, look at the, that, man. Looks like a radio station. Hey, what's it? The request lines are now open, KGFJ, so radio. <laughs> Do it now, man. Request lines, lines are up. <laughs> it's open, man. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, All right, Officer Clyde, contact headquarters and give them our present location. And then I want to take off your dress. And then I want to take off your bra. And then I want to take off your shoes. <laughs> Hello, 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 hello. Can you hear me? Hello, headquarters. Hello, headquarters. 
Come in, headquarters. This is Officer Clyde. We Use the are... the code name. The code name! Headquarters. Headquarters, come in, please. This is code name. Hardhead. Hat. Hard hat. Give me that. Hello, radio dispatch. This is code name Hard Hat. Code name Hard Hat. Do you read me? Over. What's that, Lard ass? <laughs> hard hat. Code named Hard Hat. Do you read radio dispatch? Hey, got something for you, Lard ass. Hard hat. Hard hat. Do you understand? Lard ass. Lard ass. <laughs> hard hat. Radio dispatch. Do you know who this is? No. Who is this? Is this is Sergeant Stadinko. Oh yeah. You know who this is? No. Bye-bye, lardass. <laughs> LA's finest on the beat. So while driving the van, made entirely out of weed, the heat of the engine and the exhaust causes the van to literally start smoking and therefore emitting the weed powers to anyone that comes close to the car, including a motorcycle cop that tries to pull them over. Drive, hey, man. man. We got stopped by the cops, man. I don't what? have a driver's license. Shit, man, why don't you tell me that when you started driving? Oh, never mind that, man. What are we going to do? Well, here, Chicks, please. Uh, you mind if I have a bite of your uh, hot dog? Oh, yeah, yeah, man. You can have the whole thing. Yeah. Right. Want some Fritos? <laughs> you guys have a nice day. Thank you. They're squashing my nuts. Oh. Oh. Did that really happen? What was that dude's trip, man? I thought we were gonna get busted for sure, man. Just man, it might be a trick, man. Okay, we'll sit there and be cool. We're gonna do Oh shit. Look at him, man. <laughs> I wonder what he's been smoking. Oh, whatever it is, I wish we had some, man. Well, man, look, man, we gotta score some before we go on. Yeah, but where, man? I don't know, man. There's gotta be somebody in this town that's got a lot of smoke. Yeah. At the Battle of the Bands, which is called Rock Fight, it's supposed to be for punk bands. And of course, all the punk bands are terrible, but the Cheech and Chong band is more like hard rock than punk. But whatever, they kind of have the look with Cheech in a tutu, and they call themselves Alice Bowie, and have the perfect type of song earache my eye so after a false start where chong's drum kit completely falls apart they get going after the weed van starts pumping all the smoke into the club
While the guys are performing, the undercover cops try to get into the show as Harry Krishna's, but to no avail. So after Alice Bowie's dynamic performance, what happens to the guys? Well, you'll just have to watch the final five minutes and find out. Though the outcome shouldn't be that shocking. All right, let's get into the deleted scenes. So there was one called Pedro and Man. There's just more scenes where Cheech picks up Chong for the first time, with Chong raving about how awesome Cheech's lowrider is, and he's smoking Cheech's weak joint, which tastes like hamburger helper. <laughs> Redbirds. This takes place in the court holding cell with Harry Dean Stanton as the guard. This was supposed to be before the guys go to court. It's a bummer this actually was cut out because it makes the courtroom scene make much more sense about why Chong needed to drink some water, which turned out to be the judge's vodka. Now listen, I like you boys. You're good boys, I can tell by looking at you. Now when you get in that courtroom, you're going to face a real ball breaker of a judge. So I got a little uh, surprise for you. Oh, wow, man. One of these here red birds with a black cup of coffee will set you free. I mean, you'll go in that courtroom with Tiger. Yeah? Yeah. Can, can I hold them, man? You can hold them for $5 a piece. Ordinarily, they go for 10 but I'm going to give them to you for 5 5 bucks, man. Oh, That's man, a rip-off. You can get them for 50 cents on the street. Well, you're not on the street. Man, I haven't seen these since 71, man. Yeah, but 5 bucks, man. Was that a dead concert, man? We were there for 24 hours. Mm -hmm. That's five dollars a piece. I dropped six of them. I almost died. Come on, Alan. All right, come on, move it, move it out. How's it going, Jack? Sit down. Not you. Get up. Give me the money. I don't have money, man. I honestly got. I know you got fifteen dollars on you. Give me the fucking money. No, I don't. I, I don't have Give no money. Give me the pills. Then. I accidentally took them, man. What do you mean you accidentally took him? Well, when that dude came in, he scared me, and I just dropped him, man. Oh, Jesus. Is Vodka still in your hands? Arnold, get Horwinkle out of there. All right. I'll see you later, asshole. Serious, man? <laughs> I thought you took him, man. Take anybody. Thing. I don't know what's in this shit. Hey, watch out. What's the matter? You made me swallow one, man. You took one of them pills? You hit my hand, man. I never know what's in them pills, man. What'd you put that, that for? Don't 
Jesus, Leslie, you smell like a bushel of buttholes, for Christ's sake. Just your breath blow back in your face. Yeah. Now, don't get too smart, else they get cane up your ass. Yeah, hey, you want to smell your mama? <sighs> I'll see you later. It won't be water, but fire next time. Show me a goddamn cow being castrated. How you doing? Hey, man. Hey, man, are you okay? Hey. Anthony Stoner, Pedro Dupacas. Leslie Horwinkle. This was a hilarious character and was played by Chong as an old man full of piss and vinegar who keeps trading insults with Harry Dean Stanton in the holding cell. And then he insults Cheech. Sit down over there. Just take off, you son of a bitch. You're going to be in a lot of trouble. I'll tell you that right now. You going to put me in trouble, man? I don't know why you're messing with me anyway, buddy. <laughs> How old are you anyway, son? What? Well, you might be my son. I'm your son? Yeah, I used to fuck buffalo. Munchies, Sergeant Sedenko and his crew discuss the side effects of smoking weed. Uh, I think I'll hear your reports now. Harry, why don't you begin with the assignment we gave yesterday on the further evils of smoking marijuana? <coughs> I didn't do it, Sarge. What? Well, I went to the local library and every book that they had on marijuana was checked out already. Really? Did you get the names of the people who checked them out? Yeah, but it wouldn't have done us any good. They're all Spanish. Well, where do you think we are, Harry? Spain? Sit down, Harry. Klein, did you do your homework? Yes, sir. Present it to the class, please. <clears throat> the Food and Drug Administration's report on the harmfulness of smoking marijuana. The ingestion of marijuana through smoking invariably causes several... Severed, severed hunger pain, severed hang of tongue. Clyde, just read it, will you please? Read yes, it. Yes, sir. The ingestion of marijuana through smoking invariably produces not only severed hang of pain, sever, excuse me, that. Murphy, will you please read this? Yes, Sergeant. The ingestion of marijuana through smoking invariably produces not only severe hunger pangs, but also an overwhelming sensation of starvation and prodigious appetite. This bordering on almost pathological gobbling hysteria and manifesting itself in a total uncontrollable frenzy of eating quite a lot. That is gluttony. That's very good, Murphy. Thank you, Sarge. Now, gentlemen, what is this condition called that we're referring to? The munchies. Very good. That's the ticket, boys. Now sit down, Clyde. Now, gentlemen, I don't want you to think for a second that the munchies are not a serious issue. They're a very serious issue. Remember Agent Sam Black? Sam Black volunteered to smoke one reefer a day for one week in an effort to show us what the effects of the munchies would be. Gentlemen, we have the results. I would like to show you. They are staggering. Now, this first slide is Sam before he smoked marijuana. Hey. All right, who's the clown? There he is. And here is a picture of Sam after he contracted the munchies. Isn't that pathetic? Poor Sam. Mama's bedroom. These are additional jokes on the police dispatch microphone with Sedenko. Are you cops? Here, here mm -hmm. Attention all units. 
Attention all units. All the ones that were involved in the police cadet scandal, uh, we know who you are, man. What'd you order, Clay? Now, one thing further. Um, black if we are found in the vicinity Sorry, of... Sorry, you want a black, didn't you? If we are found Harry, in the vicinity, any vicinity, that you find the van, if you have the slightest suspicion, the least sighting, I want you to notify me immediately. I repeat, I want to... Will you shut up, Murphy? Attention headquarters, attention headquarters. This is code name Lard. This is code name Hardhat. Code named Hardhat. Have you had any reported sightings within the last half hour? Well, what is wrong with you people? We've had no sightings whatsoever. Now you must know where they are. Attention all units, attention all units. The van has last been seen in the vicinity of your mama's bedroom. <laughs> you got that? Your mama's bedroom. Mama's bedroom? Are you sure? 10-4, over and out. Mama's bedroom, here we come. Attention all units, attention all units, this is Sergeant Stadenko. We are heading for Mama's bedroom. I want none of you to apprehend the subjects when you cite them. You understand? None of you. This bust is mine, do you understand? Mine! It's all mine. I haven't worked for two years for nothing on this. I'm the one who gets the credit. I deserve the credit. Don't you think so, Harry? Harry? Harry! What are you doing back there? Get up here! Get over to the police station. Get ready for the cameras. And remember, you're still under probation. Pop Stoner. Strother Martin is passed out on the floor at the police station after getting into his son's weed. Arnold, get off the floor. Get off the floor! Oh, blow it out. This huh? is my little friend. Hey. I wish all my friends... It's my dad, man. Hey, Pop. Come on, get off the floor, man. Uh, what happened? Are son, you okay? This is Trump, man. Oh, Pop. Don't man Get over here, here Pop. Son, we need, need to have a man man. I got man. Oh, booze. Pop is going to kill you. Uh, is he busted, man? Oh, good. Hey, come on over here, Pop. Come on. Over here. Hippies and Valium. More banter with Sedenko and his crew. Poor baby OD'd. He's a great dog, wasn't he, Harry? Oh, yeah. He could smell out a half a Valium up a hippie's ass. And the Ajax lady. This is basically an alternate scene with the woman who snorted Ajax, thinking it was Coke. In this clip, she grabs her boobs <laughs> to a very amused chong. I don't believe it. <laughs> I've never seen anybody. Oh, wait a minute. Would you hold my hand? Sure. I think I'm gonna rush. I don't blame you. You okay? Yeah. Maybe you better sit down. Okay. No, no. You want me to do that? Listen. Do you have any more of this? All right. Some fun facts. So according to Tommy Chong. Stacy Keach's character name of Sergeant Sedanko was the name of a real cop from his hometown of Vancouver, British Columbia, of course, in Canada. So the team found it hard to get any of the traditional advertising outlets to promote the film. So they hit on a very novel idea, and ultimately successful, of putting comic strips on the bus benches. And this gave the film a certain street feel, helping it become a cult hit. So the extras playing the Harry Krishnas outside of the Roxies all shaved their heads for 25 bucks. 
Tommy Chong's character who plays drums in the film, in real life, Chong is a drummer. He once, in the late 60s, performed with his band when Jimi Hendrix stepped up from the audience and played with a couple numbers with Chong on the drums. How cool is that? Speaking of cool, we get the ultimate cool, Ralph Vieira from the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast, and of course his very popular YouTube page, Almost Human 56. He joins me to discuss one of his favorite movies of all time. No joke, he absolutely adores Cheech and Chong's Up in Smoke, and of course Cheech and Chong. So we have a great discussion, and in addition to Ralph, we also get always a great guest. Sarah joins me to talk about her memories of Up in Smoke, among other things, because you never know what Sarah's going to say. And then I'll be back next week to talk about yet another random movie from my DVD collection. Okay, we're back with the great Ralph Vieira from the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. And of course, his very popular YouTube page, Almost Human 56, I believe it is. And uh, welcome back, Ralph. You've been on many times. And this one I know is going to be uh, one of your favorites because this is, this is one that was definitely one of your faves in, in childhood. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me on. It's uh, Yeah, this is a huge, huge movie for... You see, I had Cheating Chong albums before this movie even came out. I mean, that's how old I am. I saw the, you know, I have all these. I didn't really get the drug references back then, but I still laughed mm-hmm. at these records, you know, and the movie was, man, I, I got to say, I saw this movie in the theater. Me and my friend, Eladio Fernandez, uh, we went to the theater to see it. It was like, at that point, the greatest movie we ever saw. Right. Yeah, we went back. And this time with with a with a tape recorder, and <laughs> and I taped it. And that tape I wore out. I wish I still had that tape because that tape was priceless with all the laughing and laughing in the audience. It it was really a tape I wore the fuck out because this was pre camcorders, mm-hmm. you know, pre phones, obviously. So I had like this the next best thing. I mean, you couldn't see it, but you know, like like the scene where. Cheech pulls, I mean, Chong pulls out that huge-ass joint. Right. The place erupts. And I know (laughs) by listening to the tape, but, you know, you can't get the visual. You don't know what people are laughing at if if you've never seen the movie. But that's how fanatical I was about Cheech and Chong. And I still own all those records I had when I was a little kid. And uh, when I was on tour with my band several years ago, I found uh, the Big Bamboo album with the paper still. Oh, wow. The rolling paper, and it was 15 bucks, which is a steal. Oh, yeah. Because yeah? when I was a kid, well, I, uh, I, was, I was already past that point. You know, I had that Cheech Chong Big Bad Boo album forever that mm-hmm. when I started smoking weed, which mm-hmm. I don't smoke weed no more because weed is too powerful now. If I smoke a joint, I'll pass out. Sure. But me and my friends, like, rolled a whole ounce in that big paper, <laughs> and that paper was so thick, it was, like, impossible to smoke. So, you know, I, I, I burned that paper. So I ended up finding it again. So, yeah, I own every single Cheech and Chong album. I, and they were huge, man. They were on the charts and they would open festivals. And, yeah. You know, they were a big, big deal, you know. So Up in Smoke is uh, pretty much them putting their stand-up act. Because a lot of those skits aren't on those albums because they were visual. Right. And they do, you know, their stand-up stuff like the car scene, uh, all that stuff was done in concert. They couldn't put that on a record. Right. It, you know, for the longest time, it's been my the greatest comedy ever, but that's since changed, I think, now Blues Brothers is. But sure. I will say the car scene <laughs> in Cheech and Chong Up in Smoke is the funniest scene I've ever seen in any movie. 
Yeah. That scene is fucking gold. It is. Well, you told you like you already took all my questions because <laughs> I was going to oh, ask. Did, did, did you did you have any of the Cheech Chong records? Of course you did. And then I, I used to do the same thing with uh, I used to tape TV like a little handhold. You know, like if I wanted to see like the A team, I would record the A team, so I knew all the bullets were going and and everything. I'd listen back when I fell asleep. So I love that you did that too. Uh, yeah. Going back to the records, what are some of your favorite skits from those old records? Uh, Sister Mary Elephant, of course. Um, the drive-in is mm-hmm. fucking hilarious. I love the drive-in. I love, uh, of course, Eric, my eye. Sure. Um, God, there's so many. Uh, Ralph and Herbie, both because <laughs> yeah. there was two two separate ones. Um, there's so many. You know, uh, since then they made those into animations, like 12 right. years ago. Mm-hmm. It's like the Cheech and Chong animation movie where they got those skits and made it animated, which I highly recommend, too. It's on Blu-ray out there. But, yeah, mm-hmm. those are some of my favorite skits. Oh, and I love, love, love the song Black Lassie. Yes. Uh, with the wah-wah guitar, you know. It's, it's just, and, you know, of course, Basketball Jones, Frank. Oh, yeah. <laughs> had some great songs on those things, you know. They are. They they're, they don't get enough credit for the, their musicianship, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, Chong... Yeah. Uh, played with Jimi Hendrix. That's right. He filled in as on drums. That's right. He filled yeah. in at some show in Canada. I think he was living and Jimi Hendrix was in town and, you know, he came up and jammed with uh, Chong's band or maybe, you know, he just came up and jammed with local musicians and Chong was there. So, yeah, they, they have a big history of uh, musicianship. Oh, totally. So I, I think people that really ha- don't know this film, they just they kind of brush it off as a stupid stoner comedy with really out like analyzing the humor because it's very uh, intelligent humor. If oh, you yeah. just watch it. Yeah. And so it's way more complex than I think people give it credit for. It's almost like the modern day Abbott and Costello in many ways. Oh yeah. And, and the situations they're in they're they're oblivious to it. And yep. it's just so funny. They're, they're looking for pot while driving around in a van that they did not know was made out of pot. Right. You know? <laughs> it's just so funny, man. Yeah, yeah, and just the lines they come up with, they're just they're hilarious. They're and of course, I'm sure you loved when you first saw it when when uh they said Ralph, you know. Yeah. yeah. His name is Ralph, man. <laughs> or yeah. fuck fucking vodka, man. <laughs> yeah. See, they they almost went to jail. Yep. You know? And that was the only time in the whole movie where they actually got caught. Uh, That's right. You know, they got caught and they went to court, they're about to go to jail and the, the judge is drinking vodka, and that's how they got off. But at, the rest of the movie, they're just skating by, doing all this illegal shit, and they're oblivious they're doing all this illegal shit, and they're just squeaking by the cops, and they even piss on the cop. And, right. <laughs> yeah, all this crazy shit. It's just so funny, man. Did you ever actually see their uh, stand-up live? When, when, yes. Uh, okay. Yes, I saw it twice. It came to South Beach in 2007 or something. Mm-hmm. Two times, uh, they, you know, they headlined once and then they had at the same venue it was the Fillmore. Uh, they had like a comedy special and Cheech and Sean came again. It was just, man, it was so cool to see them reenact those scenes. You yeah. Know? Uh, you know, like uh, what I heard on those records, but seeing it live was just it really was amazing. Me and my guitar player, my guitar player is very young. He was like born in 83, but he's like mm-hmm. an old soul. He knows all the Cheech and Chong albums. You know, he's into Star Trek and all that shit, you know, sure. when I was a kid. So, he, you know, even though he was like 
fucking like almost 20 years younger than me, me and him like identified so much on my history because he didn't like shit from later. He liked the shit from my era, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah, this stuff, this comedy really is timeless. I think that's why it still holds up today. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's freaking hilarious, you know? And I, I just played uh, Sleeping Beauty like two months ago. Mm-hmm. You because know? I, I, I just love these records, man. I mean, that, you know, before I was into music, I was into movies, right? And, Ch- and Chong albums, you know? I, and, and I never really thought of that because I always talk about, oh, the first album I ever bought was Can't Just Left Overture. But actually, before that, I bought Cheech and Chong albums. There you go. You know? And Richard Pryor. You know, I, I was George in, Carlin. George Carlin. All that shit. I bought all that on, on vinyl before I ever bought a rock album. Yeah. I mean, people forget how popular those uh, comedy albums were, especially in the 70s. Yeah. They were yeah. huge. I mean, I believe, I could be wrong, but I believe Cheech and Chong albums like, hit the top 10 with, you know, artists out. Like, the... Uh, the normal billboard charts. Right. Exactly. Yeah, they, they were. Uh, did you? So I'm going to go off a little bit of a tangent here. Did you ever see the 1936 film Reefer Madness, which is supposed to be like a uh, a prevention film, but it ends up being almost like a comedy now? Have you ever seen that? Oh, of course. Yes, I yeah. have seen that a couple times. So how, how do you feel about that film watching it now? Because it's basically Cheech and Chong is almost like a modern take on that in many yeah. ways. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's hilarious. You know, I love the piano scene. Of course. You know, it's so exaggerated how, you know, pot, you know, it's like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's really like they, they portray pot in that movie. How, uh, you know, what, what really is cocaine. Yeah. Or speed. Your speed. Yeah. You get yeah. all wired out. Like pot is the exactly opposite. <laughs> exactly. It fucking mellows you out. You're, you're, you're like a couch potato, you know, and you, right. just, you just eat shit. But that, they, you were all mega hyper, you know, yeah, it was yeah. a different world back then, man. It was. It was. Well, actually, you know, it's a different as you were saying, pot is so potent now. It's not the same. It really it it can mess you up now. Yeah. No, the thing is that um, I smoke pot a lot Mm -hmm. and I got a city job. So I had to quit and I quit uh, for almost 15 years. And the day that I left my job, I called my brother because he 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 smokes pot legally, by the way. You know, Okay. Yeah, he, yeah. Gets, he gets medical marijuana. And I called him. I said, yo, roll me a joint. I'm coming mm-hmm. by to get a joint. And then I came home and I smoked. I, I'm telling you, I did maybe two, three puffs and I was and I literally passed out. Right. It's too strong, man. I was like, shit, I'd smoke pot again if the, if, if I can find some shitty weed today. <laughs> you know? But not this uh, this strong stuff. No, I can't. I can't do it. Yeah, it's potent. It's it's yeah. I don't I don't know what they're doing as technology has taken over. Yeah, you know? exactly. So regarding weed, and if you want to get into it, you're you're completely honest about um, your history and everything. So I, I know you were big into weed. What what was really your drug of choice that you really liked besides marijuana? Well, um, quaaludes. But okay. that, and, and I want to thank. It was the Florida governor at the time. Her name was Paula Hawkins. Uh-huh. And I know she's dead because th- she was old back then. Okay. It was her that stopped it because mm. it was coming in from China. You can't get quaaludes anymore. And I want to thank her because I'd be dead today. Right. It was the greatest drug ever, you know? And I was popping that shit every time I went to rock concerts. I'd pop that with Jack Daniels, which is a lethal combination. Ooh. But I'm I'm a young kid, stupid. You know, I'm a stupid mm-hmm. young guy, not knowing better. And then when it became impossible to get, I'm very thankful because that's why I'm here. I'm still here because because of Paula Hawkins. 
Uh, not Paula. Yeah, Paula Hawkins. That was her name. Okay. Yeah, she, uh, if you look it up, you look it up on Google, she's the one responsible for making it not made anymore. Now, there were bootleg Quaaludes done later that mm. I took, and I was like, this is bullshit. This is <laughs> Quaaludes, you know? So, yeah, that was it. And, you know, I mean, I, I was never a heavy drinker. I was a social drinker, but I liked my Jack Daniels and Coke at home every Friday night. Uh, but then I had, you know, my little pancreas problem and sure. I, I had, a, you know, doctor's orders. I can't drink no more. Right. I can't do anything no more. I'm going <laughs> nuts. I need some kind of drug. Well, that's know? why you're doing all these videos for your YouTube channel and, and, yeah. uh, podcasting. Yeah. It keeps my mind occupied, you know, that where that's- I don't, I don't think about getting high. I just don't, you know, I, you know, I mean, I'm used to it. I'm not, I don't go through withdrawal or nothing like that. You just can't go through withdrawal. If you've been off stuff for for decades, you know, right? You, you know, I went through withdrawals back then with weed, but weed is like, you know, that's why it's bu- it's a bummer. It's so strong now because weed is really healthy uh, compared to every other drug you can do. Oh you sure, know? well but, especially uh, if you just take it as the CBD, you know, that it can actually heal things. Yeah, yeah, it heals. Ca- they give it to cancer patients and yeah, yeah. yeah it's it, you know everybody I know smokes pot still. Yeah, and I did this thing. It's called dab, and oh my god, it almost killed me. I was, <laughs> I was. Dab is like, um, it's like weed, but in a gel form, and you put it on a little thing. And I took a hit from it, and man, I couldn't stop coughing for almost forty minutes. Where the fa- I, I had to walk outside, wow. and I thought I was going to throw up. And then after I was done with this coughing attack, after forty minutes, I was beyond stoned. <laughs> and I was like, fuck, man. I mean, I like the feeling of being high on this dab. It's awesome. But I'd never want to go through that again, you know. So, yeah, I've just been off everything, you know. Did you ever read Keith Richards' book about basically it's almost like a, a, a guide about how to become a, a proper drug addict? No, no. But I understand he snorted his dad's ashes, right? Oh, yeah. Well, he what he was explaining is like people, most drug addicts go above their they're trying to keep chasing the high instead of just getting high enough. And that was part of the reason he stayed you know, alive for all these years. And he's also basically said, once you stop, don't go back because your body is officially ridded of it. You know, it's gone of it. So if you're 50 or 60, you can't do it again. That's why you have people like Kevin Debro who may have been off a long time. They're still trying to chase that dragon and your body can't handle it. And Kevin DeBro was the picture of health. Yeah. Which exactly. is very scary. It's like, yeah, if anything will make you not do blow, it's Kevin DeBro, you know? That's right. And, and uh, yeah, a lot of those guys, it's just like they try to, you know, hey, I just do one bump, and but that's all it could take at that point. Yeah, and you're back on it, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we got to talk about the Ajax lady. Uh, <laughs> another amazing scene. So had you ever been with anyone at a party or something like that that accidentally took something that they thought was something else? Uh, no. I mean, the closest was, but the guy knew it. Okay. I saw this maniac get perfume, and he looked at it. He goes, 2% alcohol, and he started downing it. <laughs> he knew. He knew it was what it was, but it was like, whoa, man, you're fucking nuts. There's a bottle of liquor right there on the fucking. There's, I think it was Johnny Walker. I was like, <laughs> "There's a bottle of Johnny Walker, and you're here drinking perfume." <laughs> oh my! Well, his breath didn't stink for a while, at least. Yeah, know? I'm sure. Yeah. Oh. So, do you prefer Cheech over Chong, or Chong over Cheech, or are they simply a perfect uh, blend of yeah, equal brilliance? 
That's tough. Yeah, I would say it's a total equal. Okay. I mean, Cheech makes me laugh a little more with his. I mean, I'm, I'm talking about movies. Sure. Because uh, of his facial expressions and shit, like you know, like you know, I never done that before, man. You know, <laughs> seeing a guy walk around with his like a pumpkin. I mean, shit like that is funnier than Chong, but yeah, Chong like on the records and yeah, I would say Cheech is a little funnier than Chong in the movies, but on record, it's a total equal. It is, yeah, yeah. Now, have you ever had a Tijuana burrito before? I don't know what that is. Okay, is it a burrito from Tijuana? Exactly. So they, when they go to Tijuana, they yeah. basically like shit their brains out because they actually did a they actually yeah. had the audacity to eat one. So just checking if you <laughs> if no, you ever done I never it. have, man. I've never been a big. I mean, I like Mexican food, but I don't really consume it that much. Okay, but I do like it. You know. Yeah. So we got to talk about the soundtrack. Obviously, Earache My Eye, one of the most awesome heavy riffs I think ever written. And I know you're not a big wind instrument guy because there are horns on this. But, man, they're so cool on this track. So what what say you? Oh, uh, I always say it. I say I hate any instrument you blow into, but there's exceptions. And, yeah, definitely Earache My Eye is an exception. You know, Monsters from Glorious Nicole. I can name a bunch of songs where the horns are awesome, but you know, but yeah, generally I don't like it, but yeah, that right there is definitely an exception. And man, let me tell you, Eric, my eye was like on the radio as much as Freebird, Right. And shit like that back then in the seventies. It was, and I'm talking about the full version with the guy getting woken up by his dad and everything. Mm -hmm. The whole thing was always on every Christmas. They had the Cheech and Chong Christmas thing. Uh, they would play that where, you know, Cheech, t- that's on none of their albums, by the way, mm. uh, where Cheech talks about the story of Santa Claus. Um, and it's kind of G rated. It's not drug oriented. And uh, but yeah, that was played a lot, a lot on the radio back then. Eric Mai is fucking classic Soundgarden covered yep. it. And I'm watching the commentary today and turns out Corn, uh, right? Corn uh, covered it and Cheech is on that recording. Yeah. I haven't heard it yet, but I heard it today in the in the commentary thing. The Soundgarden one's awesome because it's live. And, yeah, uh, yeah, it's on that home video. Yeah, it's great, and uh, and actually the theme song, the, the little interludes that are in um, in Up in Smoke, it, it's very Santana esque yeah. uh, musically, which is incredibly well done. So, uh, do you kind of going on the horn theme? Do you, you like the Blues Brothers band though, and they have a horn section? Yeah, you see, but but that music calls for it. Sure. You know, it's like when I listen to bands I love, you know, and all of a sudden a fucking, you know, like a rocking band or something. Sure. And they throw in, I was like, no, no. But yeah, the Blues Brothers, stuff like that calls for the horns. So yeah, I don't mind it at all on those things, you know. But yeah, there's a, and you know, there's a band, a punk band called Fear. Oh yeah, of course. They have a song called New York's All Right If You Like Saxophones. Right. And there's a guy purposely playing saxophones really bad on it. Right. <laughs> I'm like, this song would not be half as good without that sax. That's right. Um, That's right. Good stuff. You know, I mean, some some stuff is good. Some I can I can do without. I like um, uh, Bob Seger song. What was it oh. called again that Metallica covered? Oh, uh, turn the page. Yeah. Turn the page. I, I love I saw that live, you know, back in 1981. And oh, it was wow. the highlight of the show seeing that dude play that song. Yeah. So yeah, there there's some there's some songs that call for it. You know? And definitely some of the stone stuff uh with uh yeah. Bobby I, I can't remember his last name, but yeah, yeah. Bitch, the song Bitch. Oh, so good. The horns are perfect on there. Yeah. 
Well, I got to also mention uh, Chong with the huge drumsticks on um, yeah. Yeah, that. That was so good. Was that something you noticed like when you first saw it or were you just that's something you picked up later? No, I noticed even even the I think it was the big the Sleeping Beauty album. Had, like when you open it up, it shows Chong with those sticks. Yeah. And, you know, Bunny Carlos played sticks like that, too. Oh, yeah, I didn't. I'm, I'm not a huge Cheap Trick fan, so that's yeah, nice. Yeah, early Cheap Trick. There's footage. You can see Bunny Carl plays it well, too, doing drum solos with those big-ass sticks. Wow. I don't know if he got that from Gene Chong. He might have, because this uh, this is after Up and Smoke came out. That, right, 78, uh, yeah. Cheap Trick hit it. Well, Up and Smoke was, what, 77? Uh, 78, I think, yep. Okay, all right, Cheap Trick was already out, but... Um, yeah, maybe, maybe it was just a coincidence. It was at the same time. Sure. That Bunny played with those sticks. Yeah. So this might be tricky for you, but I'll, I'll let you do your best. Uh, I'm assuming up in smoke is your favorite of all the Cheech and Chong movies. So yes. after, th after that, how would you kind of rank them? And I do have the list if you, if you need some help. Oh, in order. In yeah. order. Uh, I love nice. I love second movie. Uh, okay. and by the way, I've always heard this, this thing that second movie was different on the TV version. You right. know, the second movie uh, ends with the uh, flying saucer, and then, you know, hey, Cheech, I was in a flying saucer. Well, the TV versions, he's, he's in the flying saucer. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, now I'm telling you, this ain't even like two months ago, my, the same guy I was telling you about that, I went to the Cheech and Chong. He's the one that made me aware of this. He's like, dude, I have it. I found it, and he's got it. But now it turns out, it's on YouTube. You can mm. watch it on YouTube. It's in sections. It's not the whole movie. You can watch, you know, 15 minutes at a time, which I have yet to do it. But, yeah, I want to do it. I love that movie. Nice dreams I like. Things mm. are tough all over. Has its moments, like hairpiece. You yeah. know, there's some funny shit on that. Still smoking. Had its moments. But it's just going down. And then sure. Yellow Beard and the con uh, conquistador brothers what was it called uh, oh the, the the corsican brothers yeah yeah and i was like yeah that by then i just gave up and you didn't care about get out of my room and that that i think that was the last no, one no no uh get out of my room i think was direct to home video right okay yeah 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 that that yeah i have that but yeah that has like born in east la and uh a couple other skits no i just think they they blew their load like you know really Really, after Night's Dreams, it's just started going down. Well, they they weren't getting along as much anymore at that point, too. Yeah, and Cheech became a serious actor yep. and refused to reunite with Chong. And Chong was complaining a lot about that time. But finally, Cheech saw the light, you know. Because Cheech, yeah, Cheech had a major role in a Don Johnson sick on Yeah, Nash Bridges. Yeah, it was like a TV show. He had a big role, so he became a serious actor. Yeah, and, and he was uh, in that... Kevin Costner movie Tin Cup, and he was actually great in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, what was the other one he did? I know he did something else. Oh, Born was... in East L.A. That was kind of like right after. Born in East L.A. He did have a funny scene in, um, oh, what's that movie with the vampires and uh, Quentin Tarantino? Oh, yeah, um, Till Dusk Till Dawn. Yeah, he's like, pussy, pussy. He's yeah. like selling pussy in the street. <laughs> That's some funny shit, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he very, very talented. Though they, I mean, they both are, but I think Cheech, Cheech had the ability to go more mainstream, I think. Yeah, but yeah, I know, yeah, he did, because Chong was kind of typecasted. He was on the 70s show and yep. a far-out man and stuff like that. He always played that same role, which is great, you know what I mean? But 
I'm sorry, man. Cheech is Cheech. I can, I can never separate him from the stoner shit. No matter how serious he gets, it's like, dude, you belong with the stoner shit, you know? Yeah, definitely. And then Chong was also having some legal problems, too, so that didn't help. I think he got arrested, too, for paraphernalia or something. I think so, yeah, yeah. He was selling paraphernalia online and got arrested for it. Yeah, yeah, which is ridiculous. So yeah. to kind of wrap this up, just off the top of your head, besides, uh, because really Up in Smoke kind of set off a whole genre of stoner films uh, to come, and it really kind of got popular in the late 90s and, and on. What are some of your favorite non-Cheech and Chong, like, you know, quote-unquote uh, stoner films? Well, oh, stoner film. I liked Half-Baked a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, man, I, I really don't know many, though. You know, I, I know that one, but I can't think of any other, like, stoner film. Far Out, man, was okay. Um, but I can't think of any other stoner uh, Name some. Sure. So I would say, like, this is borderline, but I, a lot of people consider Fast Times at Ridgemont High a borderline stoner comedy. Oh, yeah. Jeff McCauley. I love that movie. Yeah. Uh, did you ever see Dazed and Confused? Yes. Liked it, too. See, you got to remind me. Yeah. yeah. I love that movie as well. The Big Lebowski definitely has trippy scenes. Yep. I love that movie. And actually, the original kind of stoner comedy might be Easy Rider. Oh, now that's going way back. Yeah. Yeah, that's with uh, Jack Nicholson, Dennis Hopper, right? That's right. And oh, uh, and by the way, by the way, speaking of Jack Nicholson, sure. Watching the commentary today, you know, in the beginning of the movie, when Chong drives out in that Volkswagen with the with the grill, that's uh, um, uh, Rolls Royce. Yes, yes. That belonged to Jack Nicholson. That's right. That's right. Yeah, that was Jack. And then there was uh, also in the commentary they talked about how Lou Adler took Jack Nicholson. To his house, you know, for an edited version to watch, you know, while they're editing the movie, Jack Nicholson was just in, I think, a motorcycle accident. Mm -hmm. And he he had his hand in in a a sling like he broke his shoulder. And he said that was the most genuine laugh (laughs) when he watched it, because every time he laughed, he was in pain. Right. From his shoulder. He's like, yeah, you know, Jack Nicholson loved it, loved that movie. And uh, the whole Pulp Fiction scene. With the Royale McCheese, uh, was inspired by the car scene in Open Smoke. There I didn't go. know that either till watching the commentary that Quentin Tarantino like pretty much was inspired by that scene. That's yeah, that's great. And Nicholson just seems like of all like Hollywood. I mean, he's a bona fide star. He just seems like most down to earth, fun to hang out with. If you oh could. yeah, yeah. You know, he's a partier and he's lived the life. Oh, yeah. Some of the other stoner comedies you may may or may not have seen. There's Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Oh, I love that one. I actually have a a DVD that brings like four DVDs on it. Uh I haven't watched all of them. I think I watched the first two. But yeah, those are hilarious. Yeah. There's uh, Ted. I like the first one better than the second one. I don't know Ted. With uh, Mark Wahlberg and then the little talking bear, Seth MacFarlane. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know what? I know of it, but I didn't know that was a stoner film. I don't think I ever watched it. Okay. There's uh, Pineapple Express, which had like Seth Rogen and James Franco. Maybe not have seen that. I have seen it, but I don't remember. I remember renting that. Okay. On on Netflix, but no, I just don't. I got a bad memory. I do remember (laughs) I enjoyed it, though. Blow? Uh, Blow with Johnny Depp? (laughs) But definitely, definitely. Yeah. Um, dude, where's my car? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I like that one. Yeah. Uh, so did you ever see Super Troopers? No, no. OK, it's kind of like a police, like a stoner police academy. Was it the same guy from Mall Cop? Uh, no, no. So okay. this is a, a bro- they're called Broken Lizard. They're a comedy troupe. 
Uh, oh. They did like Beer Fest and the Slam and Salmon and things like that. Oh, this ain't this ain't a drug movie, but Strange Brew. Oh no, definitely. That's yeah, that's, that's like Cheech and Chong, but with beer and and Canadian. <laughs> yeah, and Canadian. Yeah. Uh, actually, the Tenacious D movie is borderline. Oh kind of. yeah, that's a total stoner movie. They get yeah. shit. It even starts with an animation of them smoking weed. Yep, and then uh, Jay and Silent Bob, that their their own movie, I think, definitely has that. Yeah, I love that movie. Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I own that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then if you've never seen it, it's kind of like an Adam Sandler movie, but Grandma's Boy, I think it's really, really well I done. love that movie. Actually, I have a burned copy that this girl gave me. Yeah, oh, that's nice. a funny movie. That's a funny movie. Well, thank you so much for doing this, Rob. I knew you were going to be the perfect guest for this. And any final thoughts about this? Uh, this movie is a must. It's To me, it's like up there with The Godfather. You know? <laughs> I'm telling you, it's one of the greatest movies ever made. And watching it today... You know, I watch it with a commentary, but still, sure. the way I there's something about the '70s, dude. The 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 sh- the shots of you know them in the car, where it's just one shot on both of them, and then one on Cheech and Chong. It's just so well paced. Mm-hmm. It's not one of these movies where it's like, ha ha, and you continue to laugh. They give you a little break, and then when you laugh again, it's even funnier because it builds it up to the next punchline that's right and i just think it's i'm telling you my second favorite comedy of all time is hands down up in smoke and hands down the greatest cheat and shong movie you know my my guitar players no it's his next movie i go you just want to be that guy right you know and i love next movie don't get me wrong but it's nowhere near the brilliance of uh of up in smoke because up in smoke was more you know like you know real life uh, situations where you know next movie while I love it it's very slapstick sure you know well at that point they were trying to top one another and they didn't they didn't even know there was going to be a second movie in the first time so it's like it was kind of that being naive going into it you just don't know it's kind of like the first Rocky film they had no idea that that first Rocky film was going to be so iconic yeah yeah you're right and it is it's 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 just so good so well filmed so well paced you know, I mean, that that movie is totally my youth. You know, that was 78. I was 13 years old. I mean, that's the perfect time in your life that when you, you know, between, I say between uh, 13 to like 17, whatever you love then, you're going to love it for life. And it's, it's your true. favorite thing. It's your favorite thing. You know what I mean? That's right. I mean, that's, I, I'm trying to remember when the first time I saw the Blues Brothers, I think my dad showed it to me when I was almost like nine or 10. And yeah, it's still, it, it's, it might be my favorite comedy. I think airplanes slightly above, but I saw airplane right around the same time too. But yeah, it's a, yeah, you're totally right. That is the age yeah. range where you love things forever. Or well, airplane maybe, you know, I was like slamming slapstick, but that's the greatest slapstick movie ever made. No doubt. Parody. You know, satire, that, that, yeah. whole, that whole scene with the people arguing on the little telecom while they're walking into the airport. <laughs> yes. That's just brilliant, man. And the, <laughs> And the dancing scene. I mean, everything about that movie. I just, know what this is about. You want me to have an abortion, Ralph? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that shit good. is great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't give me that white zone shit again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go watch that again. I yeah, see, there you go. <laughs> I have that shit on Laserdisc. Oh, that's awesome. That's yeah, great. yeah. And Blu-ray, too. But yeah, nice. that airport. You know, there's a girl, before we leave, 
no, there's, no, a girl, there's a girl I know, very young. I mean, she well, she's 30 now. Okay. But I'm saying I've known her since she was 19. And yeah, okay, I dated her when she was 19. I'm an old pervert, but you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> she hated anything that was before, like, the 90s. Oh, yeah. She loved Airplane. Really? When I played her Airplane, she was like, this is the funniest movie I ever saw in my life. I finally convinced her. There. Something of the 80s that's funny. <laughs> now, is it because, and the only thing, I can only put this together, is it because maybe she saw Naked Gun or Scary Movie or those other parodies that they were kind of based off of Airplane, maybe? I'm not sure. I never asked her that. She never mentioned that. Okay. But she laughed her ass off watching that movie. Oh, that is time. And, and that's the thing. Like, there are certain references that, that people won't get that are still funny. Like, the whole Barbara Billingsley uh, leave it to Beaver lady. Some people yeah. just th they don't get that it's leave it to Beaver's mom, but they just get it. Some old white lady. Well, yeah. The, the thing is, Brian, back then we did because sure. leave, it, leave it to Beaver was heavily on reruns, uh, reruns heavily. Mm -hmm. So we all knew. And by the way, uh, Wally just died. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Dow Jones. I, 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 I love leave it to Beaver too. That was another thing, you know, and little rascals, all that shit I grew up sure. on, but by the time that came out, it made it even funnier because we knew that was June Cleaver. Right. You know? And uh, I just found a meme the other day. I put it up. I don't know if you saw it. Mm -hmm. It's a picture of June, uh, June Cleaver back in the Leave it a Beaver days looking all wholesome next to a chair. And on the bottom, it says, I speak jive. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it was so great. And she was, supposedly she was so cool on that. Everyone loved her because she got it. She got what they were trying to do. And I'll, I'll leave you with this last trivia. I don't know if you know this or not. So they, obviously Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is in, in the film. Yeah. But he wasn't the first choice to be the athlete. Do you know who the athlete uh, they originally wanted? I'll give you a hint. It was a baseball player. A baseball player. A very famous baseball player of that era. Uh, Billy Martin. Well, he was a coach of that era, but that's a good guess. But no, he, uh, he was a player then very famous player. No, I don't know. Uh, Pete Rose. So they wanted Pete Whoa. Rose to play, play that role, but they were filming during baseball season. So that's why they got Kareem. Oh man, too bad he didn't gamble before that, huh? I know, but he Kareem been was perfect. There. Kareem <laughs> was perfect. I know. Yeah. Oh man, thanks again, Ralph. This has been. Hey, awesome. Thank you, Brian. You know I'm always here for you, brother. When I remember, <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you know, it. When you need me, uh, and I'll be back uh, hopefully for the Halloween episode. Um, we'll talk about that and sure. Sa Sam Loomis. Absolutely, absolutely. Donald Pleasance, yeah, and that's yeah. The, the, I got things to say about that because. That was a uh, very. That was another one I saw in the theater back then. It was huge. Same year, seventy eight. Was it seventy eight? Yeah. Wow. I know. Right Thanks on. again, Ralph. Hey, man. Anytime, Brian. You have a good one, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> When's the last time you saw that movie? Uh, a couple months ago, because I've seen whatever. <laughs> All right, we are back with <laughs> we are back with Sarah, what who is. Uh, it sounds like you're already Look uh, at, high you don't on even something. Get to start opening your own show. No. All people are gonna hear is, "When's the last that's time a, you saw that movie?" Well, I can edit. You know, that's well, a thing you, you forget. Maybe yeah. I should be the. Maybe I should carry you. This is pretty much what the dialogue is between Cheech and Chong. <laughs> so, oh my god! Yeah. There's there that was. I think I watched that with my dad. Yeah, Pretty I mean, much. it really was. So, do you remember ever listening to the albums? Because obviously they yes, yeah. there were albums. I remember that, and then um, I remember listening to one where it was like he goes to a barbecue or something. I remember, but then 
He actually had a song, like, I was born in East L.A. in the 80s. Oh, know? yeah, there was a movie. Was, oh, okay, yeah. but that's where the With Paul song. Rodriguez, yeah. Um, but he, it was like, I was born. And he's still, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 I loved that. I thought it was funny. It kind of reminded me of, like, a Weird Al kind of thing. But the, it, amazingly, this movie actually had some big names. So Tom Skerritt, remember, played the crazy... Um, I love him. Yeah, I forgot about it, because it's like, when I saw it, I don't they didn't know who these people were. I yeah. have to go back and rewatch it. I'm just going from memory. And then Stacey Keach plays, you know, Sedanko, the, the cop that's trying to bust them. So He scares me. Yeah. He's something about And I love that Chong's dad was Struther Martin, who it was famously, what we got here is a failure to communicate. He was the guy in Cool and Luke. I don't know that one. Yeah. Look at because I'm not as cool. As so cool. how old do you think you were when you first saw it? Probably saw clips of it when I was like eight years old. Yeah, so you you didn't understand why they were, or did your dad explain? I can't, he probably, knowing my dad is so logical and factual, he's probably like, look, they're smoking is marijuana. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, what is yeah, marijuana? Yeah, he's like, marijuana is great for cataracts and other ones. <laughs> No, I think I, I don't, you know what, I don't think I really totally thought about it, but I, no, I knew, I knew what it was. Okay. I think I'd heard my mom refer to things as doobies. <laughs> you know what's funny? My dad did the same thing. Yes, like, I remember my dad saying, it's okay if you want to go smoke a doobie at a that's, concert. Oh my yeah. God. How old is your dad? He's 70, 70, Yeah, my mom. Yeah. That's what they called it, doobies. Yeah. Don't get doobie well, dust on the floor. Doobie brothers. Well, right. Exactly. Yeah. Who thought of that? It's like a goofy and yeah, or like. What are they? Or now, I think she heard her say something. The devil's lettuce. That's what like, <laughs> like my grandma would call yeah. it. And the dope. They're all hopped the, up on the, the dope. Anything with he's the. on the dope. That kid's on the dope. Yeah. So uh, yeah, no. Which is I, why remember the Chris Farley bit when he's playing the guy from down down by the river. When he's, yeah. Yeah. Who, I bet you're rolling doobies. Oh, you know. No. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Forgot about that. Yeah. Um, no, I knew. I, I guess I knew. Maybe it was a little older. I just I knew. Maybe I'd seen other inappropriate. Okay. So stuff. how old were you when you smoked? marijuana for the first time uh i plead the fifth on that this is permanent record no you know what i think i was like in sixth grade really that young yeah wow so sixth or seventh grade i tried it and i don't yeah seventh grade for sure and so it wasn't funny like cheech and chong it didn't do anything for you no it was like i didn't think it hit, affected me and it probably didn't i think i tried it twice so this is why you are why you yeah, are, yeah. brain cells calloused <laughs> over completely under their dying right no but i didn't like it really so it was fine i don't know why that's so funny. And I'm, I'm why I would do that. What a moron. But I wasn't like, I had friends that were smoking tons of pot. I went to yeah. public school, you know. Well, of course. And yeah, I did uh, too. <laughs> they were smoking pot all the time. I remember trying it like twice in junior high and then I never really did it. Not so it much. It's like, because I don't like that feeling of being like hearing my heartbeat inside my head. It's like, what the hell? And I think there's a, like, not, there's a scene in, in where they're, when he gets pulled over and he's like, he's yeah, like, yeah. Uh huh. Like his, or there maybe was one of the the sequels to that, yeah. where it's literally, oh, I think doesn't he give him like PCP or something? Well, yeah, he's certain they're taking all, they're eating it all before the oh cop gets there. Oh my god! Yeah. And he's just ha- whatever. But I. So did you? Obviously, you found this movie funny. You don't have to be stoned to watch it. Yeah, so. you don't, right? But I'm. I bet it probably is funnier, maybe or annoying. So have well, you ever like the watched movie Sausage Party? Well, no, yes. I haven't seen. It. Okay, well, well, it's well, like um, I've seen it both ways. Um, the one with Dave Chappelle. Oh, half baked. Yeah, that, that yeah. and some funyuns, man. With some funyuns. <laughs> well, really, this movie Those started the, the whole weed movie, yeah. the stoner movie. What's funny? Or oh, Days and Confused? Days not, and not as much. No, but, but yeah, that is funny. And I'm not a stoner, and no. I could appreciate the, like all of these movies. Yeah. But well, yeah, Cheech and Chong. It's sorry. intelligent comedy, actually. Yeah, it's it's actually hard to be dumb funny. Wait, say that again? So it's hard to be stupid, like stupid funny, like stupid oh, humor right. is not easy. No, you think it would right. be, but it's not. No. So, and you listen to a lot of these sketches. 
Yeah. They're they're brilliant, actually. Did they, how did they get that? How did that movie come to be? I'm sure you know. Well, that. that's I've already done all that, so you'll have to go back and listen oh, to, to that. Listen to that's it. you but don't listen to the podcast, do you? I, you know, I don't like I don't like the sound of my own voice. Right, but I should, you should just be listen stoned. to your episodes. So why don't you get high and then listen? Oh my to god, I'll, maybe I'll call my mom. Can you right. you know where I can score some doobies, <laughs> yeah, Carmela? So some devil's lettuce. Yeah, some devil's lettuce. <laughs> maybe even a little booger sugar. <laughs> Whatever you people did in the seventies. Well, she grew. She was in San, in San Francisco during the time where like she. Would come home. Our parents lived the right. good era. Right. Yeah. But her, she was friends with all these San Francisco people who were friends. Like Jefferson Airplane was, yeah. like, would be on their doorstep. Mm-hmm. And freaking the Grateful Dead. It was before they were big deals. Didn't you tell, okay, we're yeah. going to go off on a total tangent because this is a great story. Yes, Did, Limpful Over the Cuckoo's Nest, Ken Kesey. Yes. Yes. My mom met him at a party where everybody was on acid and he had a stethoscope on around his head <laughs> and he goes up to her with it, talks into the stethoscope and then puts it to her mouth <laughs> and her heart and he's like, hello, it's nice to meet you and then holds it up mm-hmm. and then holds it in, whatever. And she's like, holy crap. He really was nuts. Yeah, he was nuts. But he wrote that apparently about a guy that they had known that actually did that whole thing. Right. So, yeah, she said he was... He liked the drugs. Now, the what? So, also, <laughs> the dope. The dope. Didn't Mike Love hit on, from the Beach Boys, hit on your mom? Yes, and my mom was like, I'm 17. She was in Hawaii with my grandparents, yeah. and she was forced to be there, and she hated it. And he was like, oh, hey, da, 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 and, trying, and she was just, like, miserable. And finally, he's like, do you know who I am? She's like, I don't give a shit who you are. Do you know I'm 17? <laughs> and he really didn't care, because yeah. they didn't care. Hey, Jerry Lee Lewis, you know? Right? Yeah. Oh, my God, totally. And who was, oh, and the other funny story about that, and I can't believe we were going on this. because No, I, this is great. No. She was in San Francisco with her girlfriend, and her girlfriend would always, they'd go to parties, and like, boss skags would be yeah. doing random things. And my mom was kind of the only one that worked out of her <laughs> friends or went to school. But her friend's like, we're going to my friend's birthday party. My friend's son's birthday party. My mom's like, okay. So wherever they were in San Francisco, or maybe they went to Oakland. I don't remember where it was. So they get there, and my mom is blonde-haired, green-eyed, tall, skinny, whatever, and her girlfriend was a white girl. And they get there, and it is all black. Mm-hmm. Like my mom, like holy shit, do I not stand out? Like, and she goes, and of course I'm the skinny white girl, and they're like, you need to eat, and they're giving her. Like, my mom was like a weird eater at the time, yeah. picky eater. They're giving her chitlins and black eyed peas, <laughs> and she's like, okay, trying to be nice. Anyway, they make their way to the backyard because they're like, oh, they're opening presents and blah blah blah. She goes, and it is upon this moment that I realize I think um, my friend might be a groupie, and I go, what gave you that impression? She goes, well, we were at. B.B. King's son's fifth birthday party. Wow. So there is not, she's like, there is black people, but these were some subs, like these were some. Southern black yeah. yeah. She was like, holy shit, I am like, she, and there's like, you know, his blues Mm -hmm. player and they're all sitting there and she goes and their voice sounds like Clash of the Titans (laughs) when they talk. It's like, you think Barry, she's like, they just have this scratch. She's like, I just stood there. Does she meet Baby King? And yes, it yeah. was with his his son. I don't know how many yeah. kids he has, but he's like, my mom's like, I just ate the freaking <laughs> rice from the whatever and tried not to move. My second concert was BB King at the Circle Star Theater in yeah. St. Carlos. He's okay. awesome. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, my mom went to his his son's fifth birthday party. Well, I can't talk. Or maybe that. it was some, what somebody. But That's. Yeah. Been, I need to have your mom on just to hear all of her my stories. God, she's got some inappropriate story. You will never look at me the same, but you will understand <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> You know, but well, anyway, yeah. if anyone doesn't, your mom was a mortician. Yes. Oh so. my God. It's the stories. Are, I actually had to correct somebody on the internet the other day because there were some weird, they were like doing some weird Illuminati, blah, blah, blah. Somebody's trying to invoke the spirit of somebody. I don't know where this shit comes from. <laughs> and they said they were made a statement that, you know, you had to, it's some voodoo crap. It's like, well, and since the hair and the nails grow after a body is deceased. And I was like, this is the first time I've ever commented on any freaking public forum. Of, yeah. 
And I was like, no disrespect, because I don't want to, because people. By like the way, anytime people. you say no disrespect, you mean disrespect. Oh, shit, I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. Um, but I did say, I'm like, yeah. you know, family of morticians here. Yes. The, the nails and the hair do not grow. The body shrinks. dehydrates and shrinks back. It gives the illusion. Mm -hmm. Just want to let you know, okay, thanks. Yeah. See? Yeah, she didn't get mad. This is the these are the types of things you get when you were smoking and then weed and then you have random discussions. Dude, I tell people, I know people are like, how do you know that? But you know, when like you meet people, they have their your Vegas story. Like, yeah. Oh, what I, I that is always my go to. Yeah. Because people think I'm lying and then I give them too many factual things and then they're just creeped out and I'm all sweet. Bye. So you had a lot more fun before the internet because now they can yeah. fact check everything. Well, they can fact check. No, I know want, that's legit. Can, right. Yeah. But I'm really good at like lying on the fly. Yeah. Not something you can list on like resumes, <laughs> mind you, um, unless you worked for like a, the a, you know, movie company or something. Mm -hmm. But I'm as a kid, they used to like I used to entertain people like it was some freaking Eddie Murphy movie where like they'd give me a, like a newspaper and they're all, oh, tell, like I would just do these like little skits. Yeah. And I would be all, like one time there was. And you I could would, improv. Right. Absolutely. I'm totally improv. And this is why I have you on. Yeah. That's what I do. Now. So one skill I just learned from Sarah. And so this kind of relates to this film because it, it took yeah, place in 1970s. Yeah, we're supposed to take our ADD and my ass. No, no, there. but this is why it's great. So your brain works in a certain way. Right. So she, Sarah played, um, it's the Pandora game. She oh. just turned on this Pandora channel of 70s pop music. And no matter what the song is, she'll get the song and the artist. In two notes, Bob. Yeah, which is crazy. I know. It is kind of crazy. I don't know how. And I can do some 60s, but you and, and the hair metal. Well, yeah, that's Like, not, we yeah. would be unstoppable. Can yeah. we go, like, gamble on this somewhere? We, like, we could we, try. Yeah. Well, like my friend said, they're like, I'm going to go somewhere and be like, hey, I got to figure out a scheme to, like, win money. So it's almost like a pool hustler. Kind of. So you, you, you set them up. Well, so, and I'm, but I'm you miss the easy one. So if Stan right. Alive plays, you act like you don't know. Right, exactly. But then you end up getting Leo Sarah. But which was yes. But what's <laughs> interesting is I I have to do it soon because I'm going to start looking old enough to know that stuff. Because <laughs> as it is now, people are like oh, you're too young to know all the '70s which stuff. Which is true. I'm all, kind of. No. But I'm getting kind of old, so I gotta I gotta find a way to do that. It's like yeah, just like my own pool hustle. Like he's gonna he's gonna hustle the people at the office. Good is what he's gonna do. You gotta do that. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, so tell me about yeah. what you're, uh, did you know what they were doing when you saw a Cheech and Chong? I didn't see it as young as you did, so I already knew yeah, about yeah, the whole drug. I didn't know about the whole drug, so by then I understood what was going on, right, So, right. but I still found it funny, like I wasn't watching it high. I want to so. know what would happen with, with in that Ajax scene with that groupie chick. That's, so that's obviously, is that your favorite scene or the most memorable I scene? think just her face, I don't know, I didn't realize, when I first saw that, I didn't realize what she was doing right. at that point, but I just was like, her face was like, yeah. I'm like, what the hell? It is insane to watch what it. What was that? Like some kind of freaking crack house that what they were at? I can't remember. Now that I'm no, I it's like one of those. like to watch it again. I mean, you're back then, you would just say, and then I don't want to call it flop what house. Was the, what was their. I know there was a point to that story. Now I'm forgetting. Like, were they trying to. They're just trying to score weed. That I mean, was it. It yeah. wasn't the end goal. Because one of, didn't they do other movies where maybe they were trying to get somewhere? Yeah, but this one was it? all. The, the cops are trying to do a big bust, and then eventually they go to Mexico when they oh bring God. drive back the van that's. Caked, it's fucking made it's of all weed, weed, isn't it? And the yeah. whole, and then oh, I do remember the cops just yeah. start laughing oh, because they, the plot is they want they they have a band. Oh right, they were they're gonna band. play at, at oh my God. was it the Roxy or one of the LA? Yes, and their yeah. band was goofy as hell. Well, yeah, they that. they play uh, earache in my eye. Oh my God, earache! Does he wearing like underwear only? He's wearing a tutu. <laughs> oh, that's right. That is kind of badass yeah. though. That was yeah, I do yeah. remember that too too. And yeah. since his suspenders, their outfits are freaking hilarious. See? Those are really good Halloween costumes if you've ever seen. There you go, like that. But um, yeah, I remember the 
the pot, the yeah. cops were stoned. And so then go, the, right? the car van catches on fire and then starts funneling into the the club. And so everyone's oh, completely stoned. That's funny. Yeah. As if it would work that well. It doesn't matter. It's it's a fantasy comedy. I know. So. You're right. It's yeah. pretty funny. And that, they, have, they would be canceled, though, now. All these movies I think about, would they be canceled? Oh, wait. No, it's medicinal. They wouldn't be canceled. They'd be all right. <laughs> no, if anything, it'd be probably glorified now. Right. I know. So it I depends. Think... So the movies that were vilified in the beginning are now glorified and, and then vice versa. God, I'm so I'm so glad I didn't reproduce. <laughs> and I'm... with that, I want to thank you for not <laughs> only you, but your ADD. I apologize so. if that statement was offensive to people I who decided to I think to anyone reproduce. that's listening to this episode, it's good. We're yeah, okay. I, it would, they would be pretty hard to offend, yeah. I'm thinking. I, I think most of the people who listen to this, they're not looking for... They're just looking to feel better about themselves. Well, they like watching like, movies that were actually meant to be funny. I know. So. Okay. Well, yeah. So have a happy whatever. Yeah, I should release this on April twentieth, I guess. Maybe. Which well, is also Hitler's birthday. Is it? Yeah. He was a drug addict too. Was he? Yes. Uh, there's. He was a. He was such a speed freak, and they. There's a theory that his tweaker ass. That's why he's all paranoid and started the shit that he started. Because he was all hopped up on the dope. I don't think I can fact check this one. Bitch, I got a documentary for you. <laughs> I got a documentary. I log into my Netflix. We're going to leave this one. Hitler was a speed freak. <laughs> News at 11. Thank you, Sarah. Bye. <laughs> if you are ever in the San Francisco Bay Area and still love collecting or renting DVDs or VHS tapes, come check out Captain Video and San Mateo at 2837 South El Camino Real. Captain Video is open six days a week and closed on Wednesday. And one of the last traditional video stores still running in the United States. New movies you can rent for $2.99 a day. Old movies you can rent for $2.99 for five days. And if renting isn't your thing, you can also purchase anything you find in the store. Be sure to tell Ira that you heard about Captain Video from the Damn Good Movie Memories podcast. Happy renting and happy collecting at Captain, Captain Video. Video. Captain Video. Come hang out and chill with Brian A. Davis and the Bad Beat. Wednesdays, 11 p.m. Eastern, right here on ThatMetalStation.com.